And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. edition of Live from the Bunker. Jason Hunt here in the studio. And hello to Robert and Sci-Fi Snob in the chat. Robert, I did get your email. Uh, I am not, uh, have not had a chance to respond yet, so I will. Well, I was... Uh, not not late uh, because of uh, the usual reasons. I was trying to set up something tech-wise. And you know how things are around here with technology. It didn't quite work the way it was supposed to work. I even followed I have I have a list a list of directions. Here's how you set this up. Uh, the the plan was to try to broadcast to both the YouTube channel and the Facebook page that we have at the same time in a simulcast. And for whatever reason, that doesn't appear to have worked. So we'll have to do some investigating and see what's going on with that because it would be nice to be able to do that. I don't know. So... Uh, so here we go, and uh, welcome everyone. We are glad to be here. I did not update. Oh, I didn't update the uh, the days without a the days without an incident. That should say 116 back there. And happy birthday to Dad Boss. My my father's birthday is today, so happy birthday to him. Because I can do that. And we were supposed to have a guest today, Mark Walters. We had rescheduled because last week, last Wednesday, Mark Walters was supposed to be on air. We were going to talk about uh, the convention scene. And he had some stuff come up, and, and and the same stuff has come up again today. So we are looking now at hopefully Monday, and we might end up having to pre-record. So that's uh, that's going on. Tomorrow, Leanne Krisik will be here to talk about her webtoon. And didn't update the board. No guess who's running. <laughs> Today's show is run by Lucifer. Well, no, actually, it has been a Tuesday of a day. Um, what? I know it's Wednesday, which is not normally when when you when this stuff is supposed to happen. So we had a little thing happen at home. Um, the well, I don't have it with me. The 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 spout on the bathtub shot off the pipe <laughs> because apparently whoever installed it didn't put the locking screw on. So now I have to deal with that. Uh, 
Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things just adding, adding to the list, but it's that, that, oh, well, of course that happened, but this kind of stuff normally happens on Tuesday. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's just a a change in the phase of the moon or what, but, uh, anyhow, but we did get some good news today. Uh, we got, uh, we got an email that Amazon music has finally launched their um, podcast section. And we're in it. I'm very excited about this. This is uh, Live from the Bunker, now available through Amazon Music. If those of you are listening over there, if you're if that's where you like to get your your podcasts, uh, both Live from the Bunker and the H2O podcast are both now available uh, in in the audio podcast form through Amazon Music. We're very excited about that. Uh, and, of course, you can already get it through Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, what are the other ones, Stitcher. I need to check and see if it's on Google Play. I don't, I don't know if we managed to get it over there or not. I think we have, but I'm not sure. But there is there is some bit of good news today. So another option for those of you who like to listen to this show as a podcast instead of watching it on YouTube. And got a little bit of feedback this week. The email that you can send your feedback live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. Of course, you can leave a comment uh, anywhere in the social media or, or on the video uh, here at the end. And it's basically along the lines of uh, stuff that we've heard before. You, know, you you guys have really great content. It's a shame you don't have a big uh, you don't have a bigger audience. And I would agree. It is a shame that we don't have a bigger audience. It's, it's constantly a, a a topic of discussion, trying to figure out how how we can grow this audience. We don't even have 1,500 subscribers yet. And I look at some of these other YouTube channels that have just blown up. And we've talked about this before, the fact that clickbait outrage type of thing uh, is a thing. But I don't want it to be a thing for us. Uh, but the comment, the feedback we got this week was, you know, if if you know the policy that we have here at the state at, at the studio, the the policy we have here is basically, you know, on staff we have a mix of political ideologies and lifestyles and whatnot, and. And like we were talking about with uh, with Quincy Allen yesterday, the idea of getting, you know, injecting politics or, you know, pick pick your third rail topic of the week, whether it's you know, politics or religion or uh, golf or pineapple on a pizza or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is your pain point in terms of conversations with people that determine whether or not you're going to stay friends with those people. Those are things that generally we tend to, I, I try to discourage too much of that here. And the reason for that is you don't want to alienate half of your potential audience. And this is something that the comics industry has yet to learn. 
It's something that Hollywood has yet to learn. Um, it is, it's one of those things where, well, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Well, okay, they are. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing sites like Newsarama get folded into Games Radar because it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the audience that it used to. Um, you have sites like io9, the Mary Sue, who very strongly take political positions in their coverage of genre, and they make no bones about it. They, they don't hide the fact that they are left-leaning uh, to, be, to be generous and polite. And I don't think that that's the right way to go about it. I, I think you, uh, you put yourself into a, a situation where you're now an echo chamber and the only people that that like what you do are the people that agree with you and there's no there's no discourse there's no dialogue there's no there's no discussion and we've had these discussions internally here you know when talking about things and you know we've got some checks and balances and we have those conversations where you know somebody will see one of our headlines and think do we want to use that word maybe we should go a little bit more neutral because that word kind of has some connotations we may not necessarily. So we, we check each other quite a bit here to make sure that what we're doing is, especially with our news coverage, is neutral. That's something that's been very important to me from the very beginning since 2009. It's like I don't want to turn into just another outrage mob clickbait whatever you know i don't want to be buzzfeed i don't want to be mary sue type of of content so our growth has been small slow but i i take the position of tortoise and the hare i guess we're the tortoise uh, we don't have corporate authority to answer to. We don't have, and, and subsequently, we don't have the deep pockets that come with corporations like Legendary or uh, you know, Warner Media or whoever else that's, that's getting into this game. But I think playing for the long haul, I think that our, my idea, in the past, the different ideas that I've had with regard to what we're doing here has been, generally proven to be correct even though we don't have the resources to capitalize it uh, capitalize on it like some of these other sites have because we were doing virtual convention coverage before anybody else was outside of DragonCon. DragonCon wasn't even doing it for the general public they were just doing it for the people in the hotels in Atlanta at the event we were it if we weren't the first, we were among the first to ever broadcast live coverage from an event. We did it at Worldcon four years ago. And there are other groups, there are other places where the podcasts, you know, they'll record podcasts at events. That's been going on for a while. But not too many people were doing anything live. You know, you go in, you take your cameras, you record interviews. We did that for a long time. We've, we've been doing that since we started in 2009. But the idea of doing something live was new. It was innovative. And we were among the first. I won't say we were the first, because I don't know that to be demonstrably true. 
but we were among the first. And now here we are four years later and everybody's figuring out, oh, hey, we could do this virtually. Which, yeah. And we offered. And it would be easy, especially for me, especially in this time and climate and culture and, and, and what's going on, it would be very, very, very easy for me to rant every day about things. But that's not why we're here. That's not the purpose of the site. And it's a very fine line that we walk because if, if we are to go one way or the other, how do we determine which way we lean? Because we have, like I said, we've got people on both sides of the aisle, politically speaking, morally speaking. You know, there's, there's a lot of disagreement in terms of what we think is right and wrong in a, in a general broad brush sense. And when we came back in 2019 and really started and ramped up on the, on the whole video side of things with this channel, the one thing we had said is we are not going to advocate. We're not going to gatekeep. Each of us individual contributors have our opinions. And we're, you know, everybody is allowed to express those opinions. But the other side of that, the caveat to that is... Whenever we're having any kind of discussion here, it should be related to the things what we cover. So you're not going to get every now and again, you might get some kind of a mention somewhere about Trump or Biden or whatever within the context of the conversation that happens. But I'm not going to spend an entire hour on the election. I'm not going to spend an entire hour on the riots. I, I'm not going to. You know, Tim, Tim is not a commie. <laughs> no, Tim and I don't agree on some things, but Tim and I are friends and that trumps everything else for, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, my friendship with Tim supersedes my disagreements with Tim. And that's, th that's true of anybody that I disagree with. If I'm, if I'm your friend, if, if you and I are friends and we disagree on something, that we can have those conversations and we can disagree on those things. But that doesn't automatically mean everything's done. We're finished. So it's... And it's really hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of people that would sit there and say... He's a conservative. Why would you be friends with him? Because I don't, I don't get those kind of questions. You know, and the gatekeeping that happens among genre, you look at what's been going on in the comics industry. You look at what's been going on in the Star Wars community. You look at what's been going on in the Doctor Who community. Those fandoms, that, that, those divisions are happening along political and ideological lines. And people are allowing those things that they disagree on to divide them on the things that they could otherwise agree on. We like Star Wars. Okay, that's common ground. Some like The Last Jedi, some don't. 
And that's fine. If you like The Last Jedi, you are entitled, you're entitled to your opinion. I could question why you like The Last Jedi. And there are some people that like The Last Jedi not because of the movie, but because of what they think it represents. And that creates issues. But at the same time, you could flip that around is that there are people who don't like The Last Jedi, not objectively because of the movie's quality, but because of what they think it represents. So that argument can come from both sides. And it's a discussion that you can have, but that discussion should not be the litmus test for whether or not you're going to stay connected to somebody or you're going to friend them or follow them or do, interact with them or whatever. And... It could, you know, we could very easily turn into an outrage channel. We've had that discussion here, and I've put my foot down and said, we're not going to be an outrage channel. Let Jeremy do that over at Geeks and Gamers. He's, he, he can have it. He's doing very well with that. That's not us. That's not me. I have my own personality issues uh, that I will share with you. <laughs> but it's it flabbergasts me that in this day and age that in all of the advancements in technology, well, I guess it shouldn't it shouldn't flabbergast me. It really shouldn't surprise me because this is all this has all been, this has all been deliberately done. This is, uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a, a documentary on Netflix now called The Social Network, I think, um, that talks about how social media has manipulated people, has manipulated opinion, has manipulated information, has curated uh links and sources and material in a way that smacks of propaganda. Uh, there have been plenty of articles that talk about how social media has radicalized people on both the left and the right. And that's by design. And my thinking is, why contribute to that? Why be a part of that? I refuse to participate in the outrage media of the week, the, the topic of the week. This whole thing going on with, with uh, Gina Carano is a good example of that. You know, you have a group of people who think that strong female characters are stunning and brave and should be celebrated. And yet... When Gina Carano says something that does not toe the party line, then now suddenly they're calling for Disney to fire her from The Mandalorian because they don't like what she says. And the dog pile on this, you go to Data Racer 117's account over on Twitter, he's got, he's got the receipts, he's got this, the, the screen captures of people dogpiling on Gina Carano because she won't bend the knee to what they're telling her she must do in order to be an ally. It's ridiculous. Not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We need to internalize that more. It shouldn't be about the external 
performative virtue signaling on any side of the argument, and there are generally more than two sides, but there's no reason for that to become the thing. And Tim and I have had a number of conversations about the relevance of Twitter and what Twitter should be and should not be and why it should matter and why it doesn't matter. And I agree with Tim. Twitter should be irrelevant. It should not be important. But I also make the point that it is important to a number of the, the, the not the right people, it's important to a number of the people who are involved in a decision-making process, and they put way too much priority on Twitter. And because of that, there are consequences. There are decisions that get made that affect some of the things that we cover here. Star Wars, Star Trek... Doctor Who, comics, video games, those things are impacted by the 12 crazy people on Twitter. Shouldn't be. It should not be like that, but it is. And that goes back to something that I've said on a number of occasions about a number of situations. Hollywood always learns the wrong lesson. And, and yeah, Robert, civil discourse still allows a click up in emotions while remaining clear of clickbait outrage. And I do. And we do some of that. There are times where, you know, my discussions, my rants here lean in a particular direction. And Tim and I have had some rather heated discussions over on the H2O podcast. And there's room for that, especially in these programs that are marked as opinion pieces. These are our commentary tracks. When we get into news, we, we generally tend to avoid it, and everybody here agrees that that's what we need to do is, is pull back from opinion and editorializing when we're doing news programs like Good Morning Multiverse or Triple Bites or Salacious Crumbs. So it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a fine line to skate, and we're skating the edge pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, hello, Mazerus in the chat. Mazerus says, uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it, there's an episode of uh, Black Mirror called Nosedive. It delves into the possible dangers of social media. Yeah, and and there's the other one. Uh, uh, the Orville did one as well. And you look at what's going on in China right now in real life where your social media rating, your reputation, has the effect of, uh, you know, it has an impact on what privileges that you enjoy as a citizen of China. Travel, for example, or uh, consideration on uh, job opportunities and various things like that. It's, it, it's a dangerous, slippery slope when we stand upon the precipice of something that could very well be an enormous disaster on top of everything else that we've had to deal with in 2020, why would you want to invite that? And I have actually gotten to the point where... <laughs> 
Sci-Fi Stop says, I think the next time you have a heated discussion with Tim, you should throw a punch. I, I, we haven't come that far yet. It has never come to blows, and I don't anticipate that it ever will, because Tim and I are friends. We and and we acknowledge our differences, and at some in some times we actually kind of laugh at our differences because we know we're going to have disagreements on some of this stuff. But I think also I'm at the point where, given that we don't have a whole lot of interaction on social media, uh, we we post links. And we put stuff out there and we, you know, hey, coming up at coming up at noon, we got a new show, a new episode. We don't get a whole lot of traction off of that. There's no there's not a lot of of performance numbers that show that we're, you know, having any results by posting links to social media, Facebook and and, and Twitter and Gab and me, we and minds and and all of those, they don't seem to be doing us any good. We can interact with some people and we get some, you know, likes and some reactions like that. But there's no uh, there's no sharing. There's no uh, Mazers is is good about doing that. Uh, But we don't generally get a whole lot of interaction or or ambassadorship from our audience in any of the social media. And that's got me wondering if I, if I took an entire week off from all of social media and didn't promote our channel at all on any of the social media, our numbers would probably stay about the same. And that's a guess. That's a, that's, that's an educated guess on my part. Maybe. Because we have our regulars. I mean, you know, you guys you guys are here pretty much every day, and we appreciate that. Robert and, and Sci-Fi Snob and Mazerus, and we see Super JLK in there a lot. And uh, uh, who are some of the other ones? Eastland uh, comes in here on a regular basis. We have, uh, you know, Matuine. I haven't seen Matuine in a while, but, uh, you know, there are, there are people who are here on the regular. And... 80% of our audience aren't subscribers. So they're coming from either, you know, recommended recommended video lists off of YouTube or, or something like that. So, so it's all organic anyway, except for you hardcore audience members. And, and we do appreciate that you're here. We love you. And we appreciate you. But... We could very well do without social media altogether. And I honestly would not have a problem if I just burned down all of the channels. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just one of those things where I was like, do we really, uh, do we really want to have that? Do we really want to have that Twitter account anymore? Because Twitter really is a dumpster fire and it's gotten worse since Tumblr shut down the porn channels. They all migrated over to Twitter. So I don't know. It's it, it's just one of those things because I'm just, I'm at the point where it's, you know, Quincy Allen made, a, made an interesting uh, 
point yesterday when he was talking about you know the decision to go back to conventions. When conventions start opening back up, you have a you have to do a cost benefit analysis. What's it going to cost to get there, and how much are you going to benefit by being there? And and that can apply to a lot of different things, not just going to events. Um, but I think I you know I agree with I agree with Sci-Fi Snob that our our model of going out to events and doing live coverage from an events uh, from events is a, is a strong suit for us. It's a selling point for us. There is value to what we do there that not too many people else do. And I think if we're given an opportunity to do what we did at Worldcon, for example, or what we did at Planet Comic Con in 2017 where we have that full-blown convention coverage like you would see at a political event or a, a, a sports event where you've got you know, team coverage, you've got plenty of people there on the ground. If we were able to do more of that, I think people would realize how much value there is to doing that. And I think now there's an opportunity with some events especially the bigger ones, because the bigger events, there are going to be people for the next year or two, there are going to be people who decide I'm not going to an event yet. Even if things open up and everything gets back to normal-ish and they do you know, all of the precautions or whatever else has to be put in place, there are going to be people that sit there and say, not yet, not yet, I'm not going yet. And so these events, these event organizers need to have in place some kind of online plan, some kind of an element of their event for online, because that's, that's part of the new model. And that's something that we're going to get into with Mark Walters when he gets in here to talk about that, because I think there is, there is value to that. I think there's a need there. There's an opportunity there that a lot of these events are not, haven't quite figured out how to capitalize on it yet. And what's been going on here in 2020 has sort of forced the decision upon a whole lot of people who might not have been ready for it. And they're still trying to figure this out. You look at what's, what you know, Wizard World's doing and GalaxyCon. DragonCon did a great online event. DC Fandom has done really well. Comic-Con at Home was a disaster. Um, Star Trek Day didn't look all that impressive. You know, there are some people that figured it out and some people that haven't. And we've been doing this long enough. We've got it figured out. With the meager resources that we have here, I mean, I've got... the Our primary cameras are either little webcams, like this one, or they're... Uh, not even HD. These two Panasonic cameras that we got over here at the studio are really solid, but they're not even HD cameras. I've shot feature films on these cameras. They're good enough for movies. They're good enough for what we do here. And it's all in how you use what you've got. And we have, we're constantly tweaking and adjusting and okay, well, what if we did this, and what if we switch this here, and maybe move this over here, and plug this in here, and, you know, we're constantly trying to figure out how to do this better. And your feedback is part of that. People keep saying, you know, well, hey, we've got this, and we did this, that. One of the things that I've thought, I've thought about 
remind me of this. I will get back to this because I want to get into the chat. Um, our bumper music. So remind me, I want to talk about bumper music here in a second. Mrs. Boss, please. Um, Mazer says, you were the only consistent live stream I could find at Star Wars Celebration 2019. That's how I found this channel. And, we, and, and I remember, I remember some of the stuff when you guys were interacting with us in chat that day. Uh, and yeah, we were. We were the only channel, as far as I know, because Geeks and Gamers were out there. Jeremy couldn't get a signal inside. We were the only ones that had a signal inside Star Wars Celebration besides Star Wars. And on the Thursday of Star Wars Celebration, they weren't broadcasting yet. We were. And Jeremy was outside. And we kept getting people. It was funny. They were, they, it was people like, Jeremy's here. Go meet Jeremy. And they were telling Jeremy, hey, these sci-fi for me people, they're inside. Go find them. And we did. We met Jeremy at the, at right outside uh, next to the TIE Fighter. Uh, uh, in the outer in the outer rim of the of the event and a number of people who have subscribed to the channel came from there and we appreciate the the signal boost that's always helpful and we want to do more collaborations with other channels it needs to be something that is of benefit to the both channels and we've done a number of things where I've appeared on other channels and we've picked up some different, you know, we've picked up various subscribers along the way from, from other channels saying, Hey, these, these, these are good people. You'll go, go subscribe to their channel. But you've got those channels over there, like, like geeks and gamers, drunk three PO, um, sweet cast, Peter Samitty stuff over at Alterna. And they'll make recommendations. And, you know, we come on their channel and people talk about it. You know, Critical Blast is another one. And we'll pick up one or two or three. And that's fine. It's, you know, tortoise in the hair. We're the tortoise. I should get a shell. Maybe. No. So bumper music. One of the things that we did when this show very first began in 2014, I reached out to a number of different people, and I thought to myself, this would be an opportunity uh, from a standpoint of cross-promotion. We talk about collaboration. Uh, one of the original ideas that we had on this uh, program was to feature independent musicians, indie artists. Uh, so if you've got a band if you're a musician and you have you know music that you want to promote we we set up a thing where our bumper music and I use I use stuff out of a library that I pay for now but there's an opportunity there and I actually thought about doing this again is opening up the bumper rotation for indie musicians so we could feature their stuff uh, and I may, I may think about doing that again. I may open it up because I got to figure out, you know, how we would handle the paperwork and the releases and the permissions and all of that. But, uh, but that's something too. So if some of you know musicians who want to get their music featured on a show, this might be a place where we have an opportunity to do that soon. And I would love to start publishing fiction. But I don't want to do it for free. I would like to pay someone 
and say, we want to buy your, we want to buy your, your story. Um, but you know, part of that is you've got to have the money to do it. So it, you know, it's again, it's a work in progress. It is constantly a work in progress. We are constantly trying to figure out what we can do next, faster, better, more. A lot of it has to do with money, manpower, motivation, and there's another M in there somewhere, I'm sure. And what? And Mindy? Yes. Money, motivation, manpower, and Mindy. Those are the, those are the, the, the four elements of our success. Um, and if we, had, if we had more money, we could get more manpower and motivate them so Mindy's not doing all of it. <laughs> How's that? Uh, so... All that to say, we do have a link to a pill, uh, a, a pill pal, pa <laughs> PayPal tip jar. Good night. I haven't had enough coffee. Uh, we also have the Subscribestar account. This is not something that I promote very much because I haven't been able to maintain it like I wanted to. I need to be able to get in there and actually and do something with this. But we have the Subscribestar account. We also have the discount code over at Superhero Stuff where you can save 10% using the promo code Sci-Fi for Me 10. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. And we've got advertising packages. We have, uh, you know, we have available opportunities for people if you've got a business you want to advertise, you want to reach out to a niche audience. This is a very niche audience, as small as it is. But I could I can show you here, you know, it, it's it's a consistent audience. They're here a lot. And and I know Sci-Fi Snob probably has better things to do with most of his day, but at least he's here when when we're broadcasting and we appreciate that. Um, speaking of which, uh, Snob, let me ask you, because you had mentioned, I saw something the other day, you had mentioned something about Raised by Wolves. I don't know that I've seen anybody else has watched it. Maybe, maybe Grace Randolph. Have you, have you sat and watched it? Are you, are you going to be doing a review over on your channel for that? Um, I would be curious. I haven't watched it yet myself. Um, and I'm also open to suggestions from people for you know hey check out this series check out this show because we're almost uh, we're we're in the third season of farscape so we're coming up to the end of farscape we've got stargate still that we've got to go through um we've got x-men animated we've got um gargoyles that were that we've that we started so those are on the way um so we have to figure things out. Also, I've still got to do a review. Uh, my all my review of J.W. J.W. Rensler's All Up is coming. We've been posting some different book reviews that Minnie's done, and I've also got this James Cameron story of science fiction uh, docu series that uh, I I need to post a review on that as well. It's not bad. It's much better than the last one that Sci-Fi put together. Um, that was just focused on Hollywood. Uh, this one actually at, at least acknowledges that science fiction has a literary history as well. So, um, 
Yeah, I think, yes. Uh, stop, send me a link. If, if you decide to go ahead and post videos on that, send me a link and, and we'll blast it out here and, and give you a signal boost. Because I'm curious about that show. I haven't had a chance to sit and watch it, like I said. I haven't even watched Black Mirror. And we've got to catch up on the Orville. I mean, there's so much stuff that's out there. It is choice paralysis almost at this point where you have so many different things to watch and so many different podcasts that you could listen to and so many different websites that you could visit and read. Um, the, the amount of content that's out there now is just, um, it's impressive. It's also intimidating. And I think it a little, at, at some, at sometimes it's a little overwhelming too. So, uh, raised by wolves directed by Ridley Scott. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I, did I hear, did I know that? I think I might have known that, but it, I, I've slept since then. So, that's okay. We're getting there. We're surviving. Um, and, if, and if any of you have uh, YouTube channels or news sites that you want to recommend because one of the things that we do, especially as part of good morning multiverse, we will source news and information from various different websites across the, the internet. So not just deadline of variety, but Trek movie and, and TV line and, um, entertainment weekly and, and, you know, cinema blend and slash film and, and the verge, I mean, you know, where, wherever these news stories break. Um, I hate to source bleeding cool, but sometimes they're the only ones that report on something. Uh, but generally if, if there are news outlets, uh, that have stories, if anybody wants to send those, we have a tips at sci-fi for me.com email address. Um, that's the general, hey, here's a news item maybe you need to be aware of. That could be something as well. Um, but the, really the big, the big need here is sharing. Is people, you know, people out there need to know about us. And, and when people sit there and say, yo, you guys got a really great channel. It's a shame people don't know about it. Yeah, why don't you tell people about it? <laughs> so that's my that's my answer. So uh, if you want to do that, uh, you're more than welcome. And, and of course, we do have the newsletter that you can sign up for uh, over at uh, over at the dot com. And we've got you know bragging rights. We've got an award now, and we also still, uh, to my knowledge, have the we have the largest, most comprehensive list of conventions, Comic-Cons worldwide. Uh, you're not going to find one anywhere else on the web that's, as, that's as, as extensive and thorough as ours. And we also, you know, we'd love to have more of them on there. I saw a, uh, a comment on, on Facebook the other day that we don't have enough fan-run conventions on that list. And so my whole thing is, okay, well, if you've got a fan-run convention, tell us about it. Let us know. Let us know these things so... Uh, so we can get this list bigger. We're currently sitting, I think, what, 2160? 2,160 events uh, or something thereabouts. 
that's on that list, in, including a Google Calendar. There's a, there's a calendar embedded there so you can see when these events are happening. And there's an alphabetical list. And I'm still looking for a good widget to make it all searchable. Um, I, haven't found a, I haven't found a good one that I like yet. And then, uh, you know, Saturday morning we have weather. Nobody else has weather. You know, so it's these little things. How do we tweak? How do we nudge? And it's something that Minnie and I have talked about for, for a number on a number of different occasions. The 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 mental the mental focus. You know, we're not a YouTube channel. We are a growing I don't want I don't want to call us a network yet, but we are a TV channel that happens to be on YouTube right now. There are plans to expand. There are plans to get on other platforms. I would love to get off YouTube and get onto our own thing. And we had, that was one of the reasons why we launched the Indiegogo when we did, is to try to get ahead of what I saw as the potential uh, issues that were coming out of the new COPPA decisions. So far, it's not proven to be too much of a problem, but at some point, we will want to get off of YouTube. And so fast time, yes, everywhere in the world has weather. Venus has weather. Jupiter has weather. Um, but we report on the weather. I don't think, I really, I don't, I don't think anybody else does it. I don't think anybody else does it. When term, in terms of conventions and events, we have next weekend's events. So if you're going, like say if you're going to Indiana Comic-Con next weekend, we have the weather forecast for next weekend in Indianapolis so you can plan accordingly. So, it's, you know, it's just, just these little things. And it, you know, we're, we're greater than the sum of our parts, but all of these, all of these little things add up and hopefully, and uh, I'm, 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 you know, tooting my own horn here. I come up with these ideas of things to add value to the channel because I want the people in our audience to appreciate the different things that we offer that nobody else does. So, um... Robert says, while listening, I've rinsed my potting gravel and I'm now baking it in the oven in a couple hours. I'll repot my Venus flytrap. See, we help people get productive. <laughs> right? Um, I, and, and if anybody, if anybody is uh, connected in any, in any way, shape, or form, if anybody's connected with a, he's baking, no, he's baking the gravel. He's drying the gravel. He's he's rinsed it and cleaned it. Now he's baking it to dry it, and that that becomes the the gravel in the pot. See, I followed I followed that thought all the way through down the thread. Yeah. So, but if anybody is connected to a coffee company, we still would like to have a coffee sponsor. Uh, and I'm gonna I just I just put these things out in the universe every now and again. So. Anyway, uh, coming up next week, I just want people to make a note. Next Tuesday is the 100th issue 
of Salacious Crumbs, our Star Wars news program, and we are going to make the attempt to do it live. And everybody kind of just puckers up when I say that because it's like, oh, we're going to do it live. Some people are more used to it than other people. So we'll see. Um, what is that? I get a, I'm get getting a little pop-up here. No? Okay. Everything's fine. So, yeah, it's one of those things. We're going to do it live. And uh, the H2O podcast is slowly creeping up toward episode 250. I'm very excited about that. We've only got 10 more of those. And uh, you can you can listen to it over on Apple uh, or Amazon now. We're very excited about that. Amazon Podcast, Amazon Music, the podcast players, they have uh, both the H2O Podcast and this program, Live from the Bunker. And if you have suggestions for guests, uh, we've got some invitations out to some people. We've talked to... Uh, Margaret Wander, uh, Margaret Wander Bonanno. Uh, we we talked to her. Uh, we've just got to figure out when to get her on. Mark Walters. We're circling around trying to get him on. Um, we've sent invitations out to a few different people, and waiting to hear back. But if you've got someone you think would be a good guest, somebody that we could talk to, uh, let us know either with a comment or an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. If you are listening to this program as a podcast, we do invite you to join us live on YouTube every Monday through Thursday at 1 PM Eastern noon central. You can be a part of the live chat. It has been a very, uh, active discussion today and, and, uh, sci-fi snob, when you have, uh, uh, send me a link, uh, to the, to the, I'll, I'll check out your channel and look at the space force stuff a little bit later on. And, uh, and then when you have the raised by wolves stuff, uh, we'll, we'll look at that too. So, uh, anyway, okay. So what else is there? Uh, do I vamp for 10 minutes or do we, do we call it a day? Tomorrow, Leanne Krisik will be here to talk about her webtoon. Uh, it's called Let's Play. It's about a game a game designer, uh, Donald Jack. Robert is suggesting Donald Jack, the author of the Bartholomew Brady alternate history books. I will make a note and take a look. Oh, and if you would like a sticker a logo sticker, you can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, 1503 Main Street, number 305, Grandview, Missouri, 64030, and we will send that to you. And at some point, I'm having conversations, we've got to, we've got to figure this out. Um, we're going to have mugs Again, at some point, I'm I'm going back and forth in the email because our supplier uh, has you know had to make adjustments because of everything that's been going on with the quarantine, the pandemic, and all of that. So we're we're working toward getting that back as an option as well. So at some point, maybe you'll get a mug. What? Show my yeah, we can show them your dragon. So let me bring bring it over here. All right, so Mindy found this. Where did you find this? Uh, the Constellation. In the, 
in the Consolation 2020 group over on Facebook, uh, she found somebody had made a mention of this. I guess they're making these. It's on. It's on Etsy. I'm okay. We're not making any money off of this, are we? All right. So this is just a free plug. This is a dragon in an egg. I don't know if you can see that very well. The focus, the camera doesn't focus. But it's a dragon. This is a gold dragon. And these dragons are inspired by the Dragon Riders of Pern. So you have gold, you have bronze, brown, blue, greens. Uh, and you, when you purchase one, this, this is the one where the shell is broken. They also have a version where they're coming out of the shell. And then they have the one where they're completely out of the shell. And when you order one, you get you get a random you get a random color. You don't pick. So we got a gold queen. I'm I'm very excited about that because you know the queens are the are the ones what in charge. We have to name her. Okay, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a naming contest. Name the gold dragon. Yeah, these are numbered. They have certificates of authenticity. So. Uh, well, that killed five minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, so there we are. Another Nothing Burger Day. I managed to fill an hour. Go check out all of our other shows. We have, uh, now, uh, uh, a real quick programming note. Deep Space Minds is going on hiatus for a little bit. Goldie McGoldenson, Sci-Fi Snob says. Goldie McGoldenson. Um... I think we probably want to go a little bit more conventional Pernese type of name, but um, Goldie McGoldenson. We'll we'll write it down. All right, so Goldie McGoldenson. Maybe we'll do a poll. Yeah. All right, so Queen Egg Name. All right, we'll write it down. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, Robert, That um, as soon as I figure out how to pronounce it, um, Versin Versingatorix. That's, a, that's an interesting one. All right. So if you've got if you've got name if you've got suggestions for names um, for our gold queen egg, uh, then uh, you can send those to us as well. Live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com is the email address, or you can leave a comment. And that's going to oh the V is silent. Sci-fi snobs. <laughs> uh, well, you know, in some in some languages. Uh, it is uh, it is interesting to see how the various different combinations of of letters work or don't work. So anyway, okay, so that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, those of you who are listening, thanks for listening. Don't forget, uh, you can watch this show live Monday through Thursday. And uh, leave us a comment on your way out. If you want to give us a thumbs up, you're, uh, you're welcome to do that. We do appreciate all of the feedback. And all of the all of the interaction it helps with the algorithms here, so YouTube can can share this with other people. And if you feel like sharing the link with other people, you are more than welcome to do that. We do appreciate that as well. Make sure you're still subscribed. Have your notifications turned on. Tomorrow, Leanne Kresik is here, 
And we will be back with more live from the bunker at noon tomorrow night. A new tartar sauce. We'll be talking about the ponds. And that's going to do it for us here. Thanks for watching, folks. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.